Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. How is it that you guys have determined that it's in the U.S. national security interest to ask Saudi Arabia to drill more oil? Uh, instead of just letting oil companies drill more here in the U.S.? Well, I think you know, uh, Peter, there's uh, some 9,000 unused drilling permits here in the United States uh, as well. Um, look, um, uh, the, uh, the oil production issue is a global issue, uh, and OPEC plus three has already increased preset increases by more than 50% just for <clears throat> July and, uh, and August, uh, and we're grateful to Saudi Arabia's leadership on that. They're grateful to Saudi, the Saudi Arabian leadership on that. Hmm. Just saying. That's just so... Okay. That's John Kirby who was speaking. That was Ducey time just yes, yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it's, we're, it's hot in Texas. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it gets really hot, and then my, I just, my, I, we all, our brain melts. That's what happens. John Kirby, Peter Ducey, Ducey time yesterday. Welcome back. This week, anyway, welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Good to be with you. Happy Thursday to you. I'm not joking. It's like a thousand degrees here. And people are like, eh, eh, eh. actually, it's 91. If it gets below 60, I have to wear a coat. It's, it's hot in Texas. It's hot everywhere. And it's because it's summer. That's why. It's not because of, you know, anything else. All right. So it's. It's vacation time. People are going on vacation. Everybody I know is going on vacation. Well, most everybody. I actually know a number of people who aren't. I know people who've changed their plans because of gas prices. I know. I mean, it's, it's, and it's going to get, I just don't know, see how it gets any better. I really don't. Here's another thing that the administration, in addition to the Saudi Arabia situation the sounds wait is jamal khashoggi no longer a thing for the left i just want to make sure because he was a bit he was like a big thing remember is he is he no longer anyway they used to be they were really upset whenever trump would even so much as look towards the general general direction of saudi arabia and they were saying you're 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 mainstreaming this you're accepting what they did so now it's okay because, you know, you gotta, it's, all, it's, it's only bad if a Democrat's not doing it. So a lot of people, as I was just saying, would, they're, 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 changing, their, they're changing their plans. And, it's, and this is just, gosh, going into, just think about how this is going to be in fall and winter, right? Like later on, my, really, my good friend Carol Roth is going to be joining us and she's, she's going to go off on a few things. But I'm going to bring this up with her too. 
So the administration is proposing a plan to have, because we all have so much money lying around to buy $56,000 electric vehicles and everything. So now get this. They're proposing a plan to have all Americans pay $350 to upgrade their furnaces so they're energy efficient by 2029. What? Mm Mm-hmm. The new rule would require that gas-burning residential furnaces be condensing gas furnaces. Condensing furnaces, which reuse gas and water vapor that normal non-condensing furnaces vent into the atmosphere. People are broke. I mean, like I said, I know people who just literally have just altered, they've, they've changed their vacation plans because gas is, so, so they were actually going to be going on a road trip. They were doing a really cool like RV thing they were going to go. Well, they, and they were going to go, they weren't actually going to Yellowstone, which is interesting, thankfully, because, you know, they, they have a national, a natural disaster there, all the flooding and everything else. They're going to go on a road trip and see some sites. Now that's all changed. And you have Jennifer Granholm, energy secretary, saying, well, you know, all people need to do it's just buy an electric vehicle with all that cash you have laying around. 56. Now, actually, I think, what would that be with inflation? Because I don't think I'm factoring that in. Wait, wait, hold up. We've been saying 56. I realize that I'm going on like two-year-old numbers here. So now we're at a 40-year high. Carter levels, inflation. I mean, it, it's going to be more than that. And that was just base. That was just like the base price without all the bells and whistles and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's good. you know it's more than that. You know, the, it's way more than that. It over 60. Over 60. Yeah, Kane says it put it over 60. Well, you know. Well, if you can't do that, then maybe you could just pay a few hundred dollars to upgrade your furnace. The current national average cost to replace a furnace, including materials and labor from HomeAdvisor, is $4,671 dollars i just had to replace an ac literally yesterday so i condensing furnaces cost 350 dollars more than non-condensing furnaces now the obama administration tried to do this back in 20 they tried to do this like back in what is it 2014 yeah no 2016 is when he did it the American Gas Association had uh, opposed him doing that. Consumers, basically. This was about the same time that he was pushing the, what is it, the phosphates and the dish, which is, I will never get over that. They wanted us to have crappier light bulbs and this for what I don't know. I um, just think that people have a lot more, have a lot more to worry about than the their furnace and whether or not it's a condensing furnace just seems like there's a lot more for them to worry about but this is what you know this is what they want to do uh granholm suggested that yes this could help and you know the the they're building off of the obama proposal the 92 percent efficient furnaces but that that actually never came to pass like they it never came into being and one of the things that trump did one of the last things that he did literally like the week before he left office was uh this rule to allow non he made a rule to to allow non-condensing furnaces to stay on the market i remember that because i became a furnace expert just reading about that so yeah this is these people this is this is like these are bougie solutions to problems they really are 
These aren't real solutions for average everyday Americans. These are not real solutions for these problems. Not at all. It's, it's. <sighs> yeah, so then on top of that, we had the order that I mentioned yesterday promoting gender affirming surgery, which they say gender affirming. It is uh, not necessary, not medically necessary surgery. And they are attacking everyone who opposes cutting up uh, prepubescent bodies. Which gets me, a friend of mine, and I'm trying to remember who said this, they said that it's considered gender affirming to tell a boy that he's a girl or tell a girl that she's a boy, but it's considered conversion therapy to tell a girl that she's a girl or a boy that he's a boy. That actually makes a good point. Right? Think of it. It's all, it's it's total 180. Hmm. Now, In addition to all of this, it's weird what the government acts on and what the government doesn't act on. So we've been waiting. I think we're going to get all the way up until the end of June some Supreme Court decisions. And there's a number that people are are waiting on, including the New York Rifle and Pistol Association uh, versus Bruin. There's there's they're waiting on this. Uh, The Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, that is the abortion, essentially the abortion, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing, and a few other ones. But there's there's still people protesting outside justices' homes, still protesting. We've had the uh, attempt, the threat on Brett Kavanaugh's life, the, I mean, it is, it is. Interesting what Merrick Garland acts on and what he doesn't act on. And I was thinking about this because I know that he wanted to become a Supreme Court. And I'm just speculating. I'm not saying that it's like this. But I know he wanted to become a Supreme Court justice really badly. And they, they had this whole thing where his seat was stolen when it totally wasn't. That, that just presupposes it was his rightful seat to begin with. They just think that everything's theirs if they want it. They're, they're entitled. But I thought, well, is the reason that he's really not moving on this quickly because, you know, he's just being petty? over not being on the Supreme Court. Because think of it. Think about this. All the parents that went out to school board meetings, right, and spoke up where they were sharing their frustration and anger with the school board over the ridiculous non-academic CRT materials in their classrooms. One dad was put in handcuffs because he was upset that the school tried to hide the fact that his daughter was raped and tried to shelter his rapist. We're going to come back to that point for a different issue here coming up. So he goes, you have the, you have the DOJ Garland's DOJ, which it came out later that they had colluded with the national school board association to write that letter about the parents in the school board referring to them as domestic terrorists. And then we discovered that the FBI had them tagged parents at school boards. They used the little domestic terrorist tag to better organize and surveil. We found all this out just, you know, the spring. They really mobilized quickly for that, didn't they? Going after parents who were criticizing the Marxist CRT in their kids' schools. They really, the DOJ really moved quickly, did they not? 
they really moved quickly on the J6 stuff, unlawful parading and such. But when it comes to making sure that the Supreme Court justices are protected, he's really slow with that, isn't he? Or what about the 20-some-odd pro-life, like pregnancy crisis centers? Over, what is it, 20 or 21 now that have been firebombed? And there's no movement on that from the DOJ. That's actually a legitimate domestic terror issue. But there's no movement from the DOJ on this. I'm, it's, he's, it seems that he's petty, right? That's a pretty petty move. But hey, we trust these people to do red flag laws, right? Yeah, of course we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Now, we have a couple of other things to get into. We got the new producer price index. We're going to talk about that. A rally restaurant. Some wokery and cancel culture. Canceled a conservative mom's, a conservative mom group's end of school happy hour reservation because they were conservative. And we know that it was because they were conservative because apparently the woman who works at the restaurant that canceled the reservation was on TikTok bragging about canceling their registration because they were conservative. We're going to talk about that coming up. You don't want to miss it. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us. And if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So residents of Montana's largest city are warned that their water supply could run out in 36 hours after the only local treatment plant was just inundated by devastating floods that have closed the park, the whole all of Yellowstone, indefinitely for the first time in decades. I'm just going to say the photos and video are crazy. All the weekend rains, the melting snow, because it's summer at Yellowstone River flowing at a historically high level, 16 feet as it raced past Billings. And they have a 24 to 36 hour water supply. And officials are asking the 110,000 residents to conserve, which is odd considering, you know, that you have flooding everywhere. It's just weird. But I mean, I get it. They just just wild. Oh, boy, it is a disaster there. Nearly 400 car crashes in the United States within 10 months. They said, now, I don't know if I trust this report because they only mentioned Tesla. And I feel like it's a hit piece on Tesla. 
I mean, I don't trust robots, but I feel like this is a hit piece. They say that 400 crashes in the U.S., it's Daily Mail, which will totally repurpose press releases with, with a by, without a byline. I'm not even kidding you. They said nearly 400 car crashes, it was first by Reuters, uh, within 10 months were caused by driver assistance technology. And they said 273 Teslas were operating in full self-driving mode. A bombshell report reveals. Now, of course, it's the government's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I just don't trust it. Why don't I trust it? Just by look at the way that the administration's acted. You know, did they notice how they don't they're not including anything else in this. They're just basically going after Tesla. Dude, that's sus. Sus, bro. That's a yeah, it's sus, bro. It's a, it's a total hit piece. But still, um, all of those, I bet the self-driving, even the worst self-driving cars with glitches probably are a better driver than Beta or Work. Anyway, moving on. The uh ooh, I've got a couple of other things here. Chad Program. Uh, said that Chuck Schumer's announcing on the floor that the Senate is going to vote today to discharge the nomination of uh, the the guy that they have to run the ATF. They want to get the Steve Duddleback confirmed as head of ATF by the end of the month. Hmm. I got more for you coming up here after a quick break. Stay right with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. 887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Did a bad accounting rule lead to the 2008 financial crisis? I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of the Bill Walton Show, I'll tackle that question. I'll also share my insights from decades in the private equity world and explain what it takes to be successful. Join John Tamney of Real Clear Markets and me as we break down the memoir of Blackstone's Stephen Schwarzman. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We are, we are calling on them to do the right thing, to be patriots here, uh, and not to use the war uh, as an excuse or as a, as a reason uh, to, not put, to not put out a production, not, to not do the capacity that is needed out there uh, so, that the the can, so that the prices can come down. She sounds like bad AI. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. <laughs> All your base belong to us. Don't do the capacity. <laughs> be a patriot. <laughs> Just... So weird. <laughs> why, why do they sound like they don't know what they're talking about? Because they don't. Yeah, they don't. That's why. So that's Corinne Jean-Pierre. So the, I just, I just want to just throw this out here. Their response to high gas prices. Yeah, and Kane brings up a really good point because she said you can't say it's about the war. But Biden says it's about the war. So Biden's out there telling you, oh, it's the war with Putin. 
hurts Putin's price hike. Karine Jean-Pierre is out there going, well, it really doesn't have any. It's because they're greedy. They really messed that one up. Are they trying to actually revise that in real time? Guys, we should have actually just been saying that they're greedy. So now it's, well, it's because, um, you know, their people aren't patriots. That's why. So you're going to try to shame people? So wait, let me get this. The new measurement of who is or who isn't a patriot is by whether or not you're willing to work for free and provide your services and goods for free. <laughs> that sounds pretty Marxy. I don't mean Richard Marx, the failed singer with the horrible mullet. I mean, and I do say, you know why? Because he's, I don't like him and I think he's failed and I'm going to say it. And he's mean to conservatives on Twitter. No, I mean like Karl Marx. It's a shame that they're not related. Who knows? They might be. I heard that Karl Marx was kind of a hoe. So maybe he is. Maybe they are. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that doesn't make sense. None of that makes that doesn't make sense. But she's she at least Jen Saki, and I don't know if they give you the binder because I know other people put it together. They put a binder together. They put all your stuff in there. They hand it to you. Apparently, they don't do that for Corinne Jean Pierre. But and I think that Jen. I don't know. She just seems she seems to have a. An overall friendlier demeanor, whereas Jen Psaki seemed a little caustic. But Corinne Jean-Pierre also sounds like bad AI when she talks. Whereas Jen Psaki would, would, she, you could see when she would go out there, and I'm not praising her. I'm just saying that I feel like in terms of capability, it was sort of a downgrade. And I actually thought I was going to like her better. But I just, to, well, to be fair, I was judging it based on like the one or two times that she actually went out and said anything. Yeah, it's just, it, it's weird. Her, the whole thing is, is weird. If you're a patriot, then, then you're lower gas prices. It's really not, you know, the war. This is what she said, audio soundbite nine. She's saying that it's really not the war. It's the oil companies. See, they're trying to do a shift because nobody believes in the Putin price hike. So this is this is their new narrative. Listen to this. Um, uh, as we've talked about, there's war happening uh, right now in Ukraine that was caused by uh, caused by Russia, which is why we're seeing uh, the, these hikes in gas prices, uh, especially with, as, since since Russia has amassed uh, started amassing uh, troops on the border. We saw a, we've seen a two dollar uh, increase of gas prices. So we know where to put the blame on the war. From the troops but, at the border. Uh, oil companies, they have oil refineries they have responsibility too what they have been doing is taking advantage of the war how how are they taking advantage of the war them taking advantage of the war only makes sense if they're allowed to actually be the main providers of energy here you know with oil and lng and instead of relying on you know, the White House relying on Russia. Yeah, if anything, it's Democrats that are trying to take advantage of this. That's, I mean, that's just, that's how I see it. They're literally trying to blame everything we're seeing in the economy, from energy prices to food prices to everything on the war. They are the ones that are taking advantage you of You know the what, war. I, I cut my finger opening a box, well, just like the top of my knuckle that I got. Putin. Putin did that. Damn you, Damn you, Putin. I don't even like him. I don't even want to be in any way 
seeming that I am not in total hatred of him, right? But at the same time, this is so stupid. We aren't the ones who said, yeah, go ahead and green light their gas line. Yeah, go ahead. We aren't the ones who said, no, go ahead and keep getting that crude from Russia. Go ahead and get a little more, too, while you're at it. Hey, and make sure that all of our allies that formed that little club that we call NATO completely formed against Russia. That's the whole reason that they were created. Uh, Let's go ahead and make sure that they are reliant upon Russia for all of their energy needs. We weren't the ones who were doing that. That was this administration. This administration decides to drag out the process of permitting and leasing for drilling, litigate those who have gotten to a certain point. He signed an EO his first month in office, uh, limiting and restricting and stopping any additional offshore drilling. They weren't issuing new leases for mineral rights on public lands. And then he has the audacity to turn around and point the fingers at the very people that he that he restricted. Well, it's because you're greedy. No, it's because you're a moron. That's why. And no, it's not mean and it's not lowbrow to say that. It is what it is. It's lowbrow that we have to deal with this here in 2022. We're the United States of blanking America, for crying out loud. We should not be running out of tampons. We should not be dealing with baby formula shortages. And we sure as hell should not be relying upon someone that's a geopolitical foe to to fuel our country. It's asinine. Now we got Biden shuffling off as best he can, hat in hand, to the actual the king of Saudi Arabia. To beg them, be our, be our emissary, please, for OPEC. Can you please, can I have some more oil, sir? Yeah, the Russian ruble, as Kane points out, is worth more now than it ever, than it was before all of this started. What is with this, well, you know, when the troops, again, bad AI, when they, when the troops amassed on the border, the, the gas went up two dollars. What? But they sanctioned Putin. Oh, really? They sanctioned Putin? How did they sanction Putin? They put the sanctions on him. That's not how that works. They actually didn't. And Europe, by the way, didn't really either. They just said, no, your sh- we, we can't have the optics of your ships, your, your tankers dropping off crude at our ports. But go ahead and keep that, that coming from the pipelines that are buried underground that nobody can see. <sighs> Telling you what. All right, I have a few. I got a few other things to get to. The inflation, 10.8% producer price index. We got, I know, we got that. I, uh, there was a great thread because we've been talking about uh, red flag laws and we had yesterday John Cornyn on. I asked him the questions. I was very polite, but I asked him the questions. Sometimes I had to repeat it three different times in three different ways. But that is when we, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. There was uh, a great thread on red flag law. And it was a lawyer on Twitter who said that, let's talk that red flag process and the ex parte. And I told you ex parte is basically, it means that you, you're not aware and you, you, don't, you, you, you don't have access to those proceedings. You're not aware of them even. It's done in your absence. And they said that, well, the lawyer Latin is, uh, means without party. So it's an, oh, it's an order that's issued with both parties, without both parties being present. Now, the lawyer says, now, sometimes there's valid reasons for this. In matters where time is of the essence, and Twitchy has the thread, courts need the ability to issue orders. I mean, there's, there's, there's something to be said for that. And he gets into protecting person's property and rights of another to move it out of interpersonal matters in civil litigation as a temporary restraining order may be issued for documents or items to be preserved because the other side might dispose of them before the suit can be filed. And so 
he says that ex parte orders are needed due to human nature. Sometimes things have to be done quickly. Courts are designed for justice, not for speed. But make no mistake, the due process protections, that mean anything, this is a sentence I do disagree with. He says the due process protections for the party against whom the order is issued come into effect after the issuance of the order. That sentence is an oxymoron because due process is you have those protections before the penalty is rendered. Uh, He also says to show potential issues with red flag, and this is where he talks about a client that he had. He said the client had an issuance of protection order against him. He had an ex-wife who was bipolar. She refused to take her medication. She continued to harass him years after their divorce. She showed up to court with a black eye and said he punched her in the face. She she sought a protective order against him, which the judge issued. She also filed a criminal complaint for assault against uh, a woman. The protective order statute requires gun confiscation until hearing. Client learned about this when the police showed up to serve him with the order and summons for court appearance. He was stunned by this, not only because he didn't hit her, but because he was out of the state on the date that this supposedly happened. And he told the police this. The police shrugged and said, we're just here to serve you and get your guns, which is true. The police don't adjudicate. They just do what the court says. So he turned over his guns, got in touch with it, with us, the lawyer uh, that day. He said boss and he were longtime friends. Boss told him to get everything, every bit of documentation about him being out of town, hotel receipts, meal receipts, any video of him at the gathering he was attending, all of it. Boss also got in touch with the DA and said that he was out of state. He couldn't have done this. The DA said that I'm not dropping this, but move to dismiss and we'll hear both motions at the day 10 hearing on the protective order. So we filed the motion to dismiss and motion to consolidate and then boss went to the hearing. The crazy ex didn't even show up to the hearing at all. Boss presented everything to the judge, says the thread. Judge told the DA, withdraw the charges or I'm dismissing. The DA said, fine, I'll withdraw. Now, it's better for the stats on the DA's side to withdraw than have the case dismissed. Judge also refused to extend the protective order. And Twitchy has this thread. Client asked, where do I pick up my guns? Judge says, you have to go through the paperwork to do that. We'd anticipated that. So we had the forms ready. The judge signed the forms. Client said, where do I pick them up? And the judge said, this has to be processed. It'll take three weeks. Client also asked the DA when the hearing would be for the excess perjury charges. The DA said, what perjury charges? Client got very upset because it was obviously perjury. He wasn't even in the state. She provably lied. That's perjury. DA said, no, we don't charge in these cases. Told you. Three weeks go by and client starts calling the sheriff's office to get his guns back, says the lawyer. He keeps getting the runaround. Boss had to threaten to go back to court to get an order compelling compliance. When client picked up guns, his Mossberg shotgun was gone. The sheriff's office initially denied that he even had one, but luckily he'd kept copy of the inventory. It took seven months for him to get reimbursement for the Mossberg. The sheriff's office never did say what happened to it other than there must have been a mix up. And the lawyer continues, while all of that was going on, client was looking for work. He had two interviews that went well, and he was told he would be offered the job once the background check was done. Both jobs retracted offers after the background check came back. They had to get copies of the background checks from the background check services, says the lawyer. Sure enough, due to how the database on the state side was maintained, the data scrape pulled the protection order and the charge, but the dismissal for those wasn't even showing up yet. So client had to decide if he wanted to disclose to a potential employer that, hey, I have a crazy ex who claims false things about me. Here's a copy of the dismissal paperwork. Or if he wanted to wait the five weeks it would take for the dismissals to propagate through the database. 
The lawyer continues after or also the dismissal paperwork on the criminal charges was marked dismissed due to failure of complaining witness to appear. But it said nothing about how she lied about the entire thing. Boss had to explain the situation to the to the employer who thankfully listened. So boss handled it, he said, at a low rate because he was friends with the client. It cost the guy almost over twenty five hundred dollars. If it had been at the boss's standard rate, it would have been over ten thousand dollars for something that was an actual provable lie. He said, but, oh, due process, it worked, sure. The lawyer goes, well, in theory, maybe. The protection order wasn't renewed. The criminal charges were dropped. He got all but one of his guns back. He got a job eventually. It worked out, sure. All it cost him was $2,500 months of his life, humiliation during interviews, and immense stress for a lie. She was never charged with perjury. There was no point in suing her since she didn't have the money. And if you think this won't happen with red flag laws, you are suffering from disordered thinking. And hey, isn't that a red flag? Brilliant thread. I'm going to send this out in your email prep. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter over on Substack. Chapter and verse. All kinds of hot goodness coming at you. And, of course, you can... Sometimes catch me yelling at people on social media. Although, not really. I try to be super chill. And I think it's like every year I get older, I get like a little chiller. Bitty bit. Kane's like, <laughs> that's, such, that's such a crock. Kane's known me for Kane's known me forever. Oh, all right. So, I had... Let me pull this up. James Patterson. He's 75 years old. All I know about James Patterson, I, I've never read a single one of his books. My late uncle loved James Patterson, had all the James Patterson books, all of them. And he had boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of books. He was a funny dude because you know how some people get books? Sometimes they won't read them. I actually read an article the other day. It said that your bookshelves are actually more important for what you haven't read than what you've read, which I thought was, I, I understood what they were saying, but I also thought it was kind of a backpat. Anyway. My uncle wasn't the type of person who would get amassed books and like show them off. He would just literally, he'd read it and throw it in a box. It was bizarre. I never got that. I didn't get that. But he loved to read, loved it. And he loved James Patterson. Anyway, so that's how I know James Patterson. And he apparently got in trouble because you can't say anything anymore any, any days. And he said apparently that, and that, that it was harder for white older dudes to get writing gigs in film theater or tv publishing nowadays he said because quote white older male writers are victims of racism end quote so he 
was absolutely slammed everywhere. everywhere. And I don't know. It's so ridiculous that it was even a thing. And then all these people came to get all these people were going at him. Uh, and I just think that they, these are probably people. I just got the sense that they were people who haven't worked in the industry as long as he has. Because um, I have people who work in the industry and they say they're used to casting and stuff. Right. So they're like they're just there aren't as many roles because it's not considered on trend to write for that kind of character like an older white dude. You know, unless you're like a box office gold. It's just not something that's going to happen. That's kind of a trend more than anything. Is it? But my, I have friends who say, yeah, it is because of the discriminatory nature of society right now. It's a little odd. Anyway, stick with us. we got more in store. Back after this. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Why is the president saying (laughs) that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, Because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, It is, uh, it is, it is... It is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once in a generation pandemic that we are coming out of. And also, uh, most recently, uh, the war that uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So if you look at globally other countries um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than, than the rest. And, and I also... Did, I did yep. look globally, though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think we, what we are saying is that... Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of once in, once in a lifetime pandemic. Man, she's got to hit that talking point, you know, that once in a lifetime pandemic because it's bad AI. I mean, at this point. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Thursday. And, uh, oh, man, alive. It is so, just so wild. Uh, that was just uh, not uh, just a bit ago. Ducey and uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's once in a lifetime pandemic. It's the pandemic. It's once in a lifetime. I can't do the robot at all. I can't I do it. I guarantee you there will be more once in a lifetime pandemics. And Putin, Putin, Putin also, he did it. Uh, the problem with that, though, is do you remember when the Build Back Better bill it is so hard to say that, by the way, without making fun of it. I just my 
my brain, I have to fight my brain to not make fun of it and say the words together. Build back better. When that bill last, but this was last fall. Way long, long, long before the Putin invasion there in Ukraine. And Joe Manchin was catching all hell from the Democrats because Joe Manchin was like, I'm not getting rid of the filibuster and also your bill sucks. And he tanked the Build Back Better bill. So, yeah, it's not. You can't say that. You can't you can't sit here and say that it's all Putin's fault. Over at NBC, they had a Moody's analytics analysis. They said American households were paying 400. This already started. They were comparing what American households pay, you know, at the beginning of the year, supposedly the year before that. They were already tracking this. And they already saw the increase this whole time. They, they saw it, they saw it coming. Commodities, eggs, chicken, whole milk, lunch meat, bacon. Phil Klein had a whole review of it from the latest. Now, the last that we had was from the month prior. Now the new one's out, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Dude, eggs are almost 33% more. Every time I give these numbers to you, it's because they're different from the last time I gave you. They're higher. We also saw that that earnings were falling, real wages were falling at the fastest pace they started. That tra- it is measurable. You could you can see it. This was back in 2020. At the beginning of this was in 2020 when this all started happening. The problem is that this they don't realize first off there's not one singular solution that's going to deal with it because it's a perfect storm of a million things including this administration this started this began before putin long before if you took that out of the equation we would still be in a bad economic situation the problem is that you have the messaging from the white house and then you have the reality of the supply chain Everyone cites, well, coming out of a pandemic, but who were the people that were screaming the loudest to shut everything down during the pandemic? Democrats. I don't even like that the country shut down at all. There are a lot of Republicans in a lot of positions of power that I only had like a couple of things that I disagreed with them on before they decided to agree with the lockdown. And then after that, the lockdown was another thing I disagreed with them on. I don't, I, we should have never, it was stupid to shut down the world's biggest economy. But who was screaming the loudest to do it? Democrats. And remember, if you didn't do it, you were a murderer. Oh my gosh, if you wanted to open your business because you wanted to be able to pay your mortgage, you're a murderer. I will never forget that authorities went to arrest a nail tech in West Texas, two of them, for doing an in-home manicure, and they brought more, they were there faster and, and, and responded, uh, they, were, they responded faster and apparently had more equipment than initially outside of Uvalde. So yeah, that, that kind of compounded the problem. And then because we rely so much on Chinese manufacturing, 
due to the horrible taxation that we place on businesses here because people are too stupid to realize you know how taxes are filed and that just because someone looks like they're a billion worth of you know a few million dollars if they're an S corp or however they file for taxes you know small business owners which drive over 60% of the nation's economy it's them they're actually middle class people or upper middle class people that just have a lot of businesses remember the story we talked about was it a couple of weeks ago the richest people are distributors and car dealers and all of this the distrib- the distributor thing actually kind of starts to make sense but i was su- shocked at some of them just because they're services that you you don't think about having you just have them right makes sense but the way that biden began handling the economy when he took office is very different from how trump was trump immediately was trying to get rid of this regulation get rid of this you know let's you know they were talking about lowering taxes again all of this uh no they 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 weren't restricting drilling and gas and then biden reverses all of that upon taking office we're going to talk about some of this in energy prices coming up with phil kirpin actually here in just a little bit but that's this is just this is this is just how it is See, they, you can't sit here, and people don't believe this anyway because they're not stupid, right? They're not dumb. And they see what they're paying. You can't sit here and tell people it's the greatest economy, oh, it's a huge comeback, when they're paying 32% more than they were at this time last year. When they're paying more for their utility bills. When they're paying more for everything that is manufactured, everything that is shipped, everything that is grown, Everything. So in Raleigh, I got a couple of things here to share, and I wanted to make sure I get to this story. Or should I do this? No, let me do this one. Actually, let me switch up. I'm going to get to the Raleigh, North Carolina story here with the moms in the restaurant here coming up. This made me angry. I saw this. This is something that Mitt Romney has been pushing, and this is where Republicans are going to totally screw up. And I get really aggravated at this kind of stuff. There was a, uh, a piece Actually, it's a proposal. This is something Romney has proposed before, and he just reposted it to his Senate website uh, yesterday. Here's the headline. Romney Burr Danes announced Family Security Act 2.0. Now, before I give you just the, bare, the, the basic info on this, remember, this was the guy who also did Obamacare first in Massachusetts, which is why I opposed him. They say, oh, it's pro-family, it's pro-life, it's a pro-marriage plan. It's going to streamline existing policies for working families into a monthly cash benefit. Wow, look at that garbage that political ease there. So they say that what they're going to do, it's an updated version of Romney's Family Security Act to create new national commitment to American families. It's pro-family, pro-life, pro-marriage, right? Buzzwords that you dumb conservatives would love. And we're going to modernize in antiquated federal policies and give everybody a fully paid for cash benefit. Yeah, they, parents lack the financial resources to raise their children because they're stupid. And as long as we wrap this in a veneer of pro-family, pro-life, pro-pro-pro, you dumb conservatives are going to buy it, aren't you? I mean, it didn't say it just like that verbatim, but it essentially did. So they say the new proposal is going to support families from pregnancy through childhood, encourage work and promote marriage and provide equal treatment and do all this stuff for stay-at-home and working and whatever, uh, offsetting... Uh, they they basically they also want to do uh, uh, child care. <sighs> this is garbage. 
This is nothing but expanding welfare to, quote unquote, help families instead of doing the most basic thing by proposing to eliminate everyone's taxes, which under Romney's little Family Security Act, everyone's taxes will actually go up under this proposal because it increases government spending. It dramatically increases taxation and dramatically expands the size of government. It is really nothing more than just some kind of FDR-esque New Deal redistributive nonsense that they wrap in this GOP, quote-unquote, pro-family veneer. That's what it is. And when you look at the at the details of it, because they, they try to, and this is, I mean, there's no reason any Republican should be online with this. And I see that there's this huge push. Like I had someone who told me, who said that uh, they go, but helping families to alleviate the hardships of life brought on by circumstances beyond their control is what separates the new populist wing of the GOP from zombie Reaganism. Time for the GOP to expand the base. And I responded, yeah, to become Democrats. Okay, got it. That's that's big government. If you're for expanding the government to do stuff that the government's not allowed to do, guess what? You're not a Republican. You're not a conservative. That is statism. That is not what the government does. Circumstances beyond the control. Shut up. I'm so tired of people refusing to take responsibility for the consequences of their own actions and then acting as though society served them up some bad hand in life and everyone else now owes them a paycheck or owes them. Look, I can say, I, anybody can say this. It doesn't matter. I grew up poor. It doesn't matter if you grew up poor. I don't care if you were born with a silver spoon sticking out of your butt cheeks. Everybody can say this because you don't have the obligation to pay for someone else. That's the, the brilliance of, of, of freedom. You can enjoy and celebrate your successes and the fruits of your labor but you also bear the consequences for your bad choices. But people think that freedom means they don't have to do that latter part. No, they sit here and they try to say that it's deficit neutral, but it, it increases spending in taxes. It actually increases spending by $66 billion, the Romney little pro-family plan. It increases taxes by almost $47 billion because all of the offsets in the plan, it's a tax increase. Why in the world are we expanding welfare and trying to say it's a Republican idea? This is asinine, and it's shameful that any Republican is going along with this. That's, that's neither populism or Reagan zombieism. That's Democrat. Man, Utah, when are you going to vote this guy out? Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support 
support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So, sorry, descent. I don't know who would do this as a team-building exercise. A team-building hot coal walk. This is so obvious. A team-building hot coal walk ends in, predictably, disaster in Switzerland. 13 people are rushed to the hospital with severe burns. 25 people had to be treated for injuries. Hey, guys, it was a big, like, work event, and they were doing, I don't know, it was like a a work exercise, and they were trying to encourage uh, uh, trust with coworkers or something. And people are like, well, motivational speaker Tony Robbins talked about, you know, walk through fire. Yeah, not literally. Not this is figuratively. Come on. So, yeah, that's apparently people just, you know, don't do it. I wonder. I just can't believe that people did it. Japan passed a bill to make online insults punishable by jail time. There, I know. They introduced, they, it was a bill that for prison terms as part of tougher penalties for online insults. They passed this Monday of this week. It gained traction after a 22-year-old professional wrestler and cast member on their Netflix reality show Terrace House was believed to have committed suicide after receiving a barrage of hateful messages on social media. I, that doesn't solve the problem, though. It, not at all. And In fact, it may even exacerbate it. Uh, I can't believe the stuff that people do for Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, there's, it just, so this guy, he's from Idaho. They used the word reclaim, meaning that there was kind of like a battle, I guess, to even set this in the first place. He set a Guinness World Record by balancing a chainsaw on his head, or his forehead for 31 minutes and 25 seconds. He's broken, now he does it for a good purpose, to promote STEM education. And so now he's, there you go. He's reclaimed the title because someone bested it, and so he had to redo it again. So the other time he got, the the guy who beat him initially had a 6 minute 48 second attempt. This guy beat him with 31 minutes. Like he made it to where no one will ever attempt that again. He's going to hold it forever. Stick with us. Phil Kirpin of American Commitment joins us next on Energy Prices. Human trafficking is a massive problem with young kids being exploited sexually and through forced labor. And it's happening right where you live. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll bring you the latest horrifying statistics on trafficking and share a story on how easily it can happen. I'll also take on the left-wing media for thoroughly ignoring the attempted murder of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Join me. Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. Well, let me just say, Joe, it's not of the regulations around oil refineries. Eighty percent of the oil refining came off the market before um, Joe Biden took office. It's a global issue as well. It's not just a regulatory issue. A lot, Some of those refineries flipped over to do biofuel. 
Well, that's Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm uh, speaking about the, it seems the fight between the administration and oil and gas over whose fault is what. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Joining me now, Phil Kirpin is president of American Commitment and the and president of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. He has a very interesting uh, editorial out about all of this. Phil, it's, it's good to see you. The thing that really got my attention, and you were citing the Wall Street Journal in this, is that you have... Um, and going into what she said, because they're they're going back and forth over who's drilling what, how, and and one of the reasons why it seems that the administration is at war with oil and gas is because they say, well, it's not clean. We all have to go to electric oil and gas without really any intervention, a lot of federal intervention. They've been using fairly, from what I understand, clean extraction methods, et cetera, and really been pioneering this, which is why, to your piece, it kind of surprised me to see that they have this big oil industry trade group and they're urging congress to adopt a carbon they want to get taxed carbon tax for doing what they're already doing explain this to me because this is i'm trying to wrap my head around this yeah i mean i can tell you what they're doing i can't fully explain why because it's almost incomprehensible uh but it turns out that the lobbying group of the american petroleum institute the lobbying group for the big integrated so Mm -hmm. you know exxon bp shell uh, not the small guys, but the right. big guys. Uh, they have been shopping a slide deck around town in Washington calling for a tax on carbon dioxide. So essentially a tax on fossil fuel energy. Uh, this is, you, you remember in the first Obama term, he did his cap and trade thing that passed right. the House narrowly, crashed and burned in the Senate. One of the major reasons Democrats got wiped out uh, in 2010, I think, along with Obamacare and the spending and everything else. Uh, But most of us thought this idea was kind of dead, or at least that, um, you know, Republicans and industry would all be against it. So unless there were big Democratic majorities, again, it it would be dead. Um, But it turns out that the industry itself is lobbying for it, which makes me pretty nervous because uh, when you have a bunch of big companies saying, oh, please tax us, tax our customers, that's the kind of thing that leads to, you know, bipartisan consensus and bad ideas actually being enacted into law. And I think... Uh, that they would do it now (laughs) when gas prices are up more than 50% in the past year, people are getting absolutely hammered, uh, just really shows that, you know, the idea that, you know, uh, big oil is so powerful and that's why we stay on fossil fuels. I mean, it's completely uh, not true. And uh, we really need to represent our own interests in all of these policy fights and not assume that corporate America is going to do it because, They've gone so woke across the board that, you know, the oil and gas companies now apparently are so worried about climate change that they want to tax their own customers. That's that's just wild to me. Uh, and we're talking with Phil Kirpin uh, with American Commitment on this. He's got a, a piece out on their website, AmericanCommitment.org, because they've been and you made a good point out of all of the times that they could have done this. I mean, they could have been doing this. You know, if they really wanted to a couple of years ago, I mean, they could have pushed because I, I don't remember them really going out and really pushing for cap and trade. But that was also incredibly punitive, way more than what they're kind of proposing now. Um, but still, that would obviously mean higher costs for consumers. I'm just I've never seen such weird strategy before. Do you think that they're actually going to be successful in urging members of Congress to do this? Because if especially some of the maybe more moderates and people on the left, they'll think, oh, this is great. We're having some we're gaining some ground where it concerns uh, green energy because they're they're acknowledging it. And they said, yes, tax us more as a as a consequence, like a syntax. But at the same time, they usually don't put two and two together and realize this means higher prices at the pump. So do you think that they'll actually be successful in getting these congress congressmen and women to adopt this? 
Well, I hope not. I, it's interesting <laughs> you raise the sin tax because I always tell people the reason that governments will never ban cigarettes is they, you know, they make more money oh, than the yeah. cigarette companies yeah. now because of all the taxes. And that might be part of the strategy here as well. If we get them on the hook taxing us, then they won't actually uh, get rid of us. And so maybe they think they're buying their future existence with this. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the uh, the danger, as I said, is that it becomes bipartisan. Otherwise, I don't think it can pass. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't think we can assume that won't happen. And in fact, there are a number of Senate Republicans that are now talking about doing a carbon tax specifically on imports. So a carbon tariff. Uh, senators like Bill Cassidy from Louisiana and Mitt Romney are talking about that. They're in this working group with Joe Manchin. And they think that because it's got the word tariff in it, it'll appeal to Trump voters. But of course, you know, if you've got all kinds of regulations and restrictions on domestic production, which we do, and then you slap a big tax on imports, that's going to have the same impact at the pump as if you had taxed across the board. Because, yeah. you know, it's, so it's it's crazy and it will lead to retaliation abroad and eventually uh, I think to to taxing you know all energy across the board, and so I, I worry that uh, you know some Republicans uh, maybe well if industry wants it now it's a good now it's a good way for us to raise money. And yeah, that's maybe a... we'll just do it on imports first. So I do worry. Uh, you know, if we don't get Republicans straightened out on this, it could actually get enacted at some point. Yeah, that's another thing to worry about with the Republicans. And that's a really good point that you made talking with Phil Kirp and that, you know, if they if they, it's like it's like a it's a it's an extortion tactic here. We'll go. We'll give you some money in taxes and just let us leave. Just let us live. Just don't just don't reg- restrict our, our industry to, to bits, which well, but, but the thing, I don't know that any Democrats or green groups <laughs> would actually take that deal, though. They might think that that's what they're buying. But uh, I, I don't think any of the regulatory boots right. coming off their neck. You know, no matter how much tax money they collect. Yeah, it's a good point. This uh, you mentioned the domestic production as well, and I'm sure that you've been following the the very interesting uh, back and forth between Peter Ducey and Karine Jean Pierre yesterday, and then again just a little bit ago this afternoon, where she had said uh, it's patriotic. Uh, they need to uh, pay more. They need to pay more in taxes. They need to uh, produce more. But completely omitting, as Biden has when he was talking about the Defense Production Act, to get them to produce more. I mean, there's a lot more to it than than that. I mean, you have the the permitting, the leasing. You know, we've I've talked about this before on air. You have to go through finding the land. You have to survey it. Then you have to see if there's you know anything in it because sometimes leases are for land where there's there's no oil or LNG in there at all whatsoever. So it's just kind of pointless, and they move on. But with Biden, I mean, first month, I think it was the first month he was in office restricting offshore drilling, uh, reducing and stopping altogether any new leasing on for minerals on uh, public land. So it seems as though I mean, the problem is the administration, not because oil companies don't want to do this, but are people buying it? Because it, apparently this is their new move because the Putin's price hike's not working. Well, Everything you just said is true. We've got all the EPA and Interior Department regulations uh, back from the Obama era and worse, including the ban on uh, leasing onshore and offshore, which, by the way, they pretended to lift the ban because a judge ordered them to lift it. But Gina McCarthy from the White House has said they will never let a drop of oil and gas out of the ground, that they're as committed to the ban as ever. They're only pretending to reverse it uh, to try to comply with the court order. Uh, But then on top of that, also, They've now weaponized the financial system as well. So you can't even get capital to do that exploratory drilling or to put rigs back into production uh, because they've basically told Wall Street, you've got to do the ESG stuff. We're going to do this new SEC rule. We're going to make it so, you know, if anyone invests in a fossil fuel project, the hammer is going to come down on them from government and from 
Wall Street as well. And so we've got sort of the weaponization of the financial system against fossil fuels in addition to all the environmental regulations. And it's creating an environment where production cannot respond to the price signal the way it otherwise normally would. And the administration likes to say, well, look, you know, production's up a tiny bit from where it was. And, you know, that proves we're not blocking everything. But in fact, with the price movement we've seen, production should have gone up dramatically, which is what we've seen in the rest of the world, which is why the U.S. is significantly losing market share uh, to OPEC and to Russia. And, and, you know, that's if we allowed the market to work, we didn't have a massive government thumb on the scale. We would have seen a huge increase in production in response to the price signal, and then it would have brought prices back down. That's how markets function. Right. And, you know, even if the White House comes out and says, we want you to produce, we beg you to produce. You know, you, you can't make investment decisions based on the latest press release. You have to take a realistic assessment of where the policies are headed. And uh, you also need to convince investors to put money in. And that's another huge challenge because a lot of the swing capacity and a lot of the new, the new exploratory drilling is not done by the majors. It's done by independents, and they need to have access to capital to do that. And so this administration, I believe, has massively contributed to the problem that we've got with energy. Uh, it is not the only place in the world that's experiencing this, but we're experiencing it worse than most places. And uh, we're the only place that has a president that said he was going to do this, that said, I want to make it more expensive. I want to stop the oil industry. I mean, there was an exchange with Trump in one of the debates where Trump said, do you want to close down the oil industry? And he said, yes, I want to transition away from it. Yeah. So it's not like this is something they didn't want to do. Maybe they didn't want to do it in this chaotic a fashion or yeah. this abruptly. But remember, this is literally the objective that President Biden said he wanted to accomplish, make fossil fuels much more expensive to move people off of them. Yeah, we're talking with Phil Kerbin. You made a really good point, too, with that. It's a, it's really independent contractors that are doing the drilling and they do and they need access to that capital i'd forgotten about that and that's a huge point in this because if they're not able to have i mean with the financial kind of the the financial warfare so to speak on this with this issue if they're not able to access that capital then you know that's it so that's now we see ourselves with uh, over five dollars a gallon in gas my goodness no no big road trips this summer phil kirpin with american commitment thank you so much i appreciate uh, appreciate you joining us and really enjoyed your piece thank you Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQI, excuse me, plus Americans. Dude, we are all Joe Biden with that. That one, I can't, I can't actually, I can't make fun of him on that, dude. I can't because there's so many damn letters in there. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. I, I can't, I found the thing. Can we found it? The one thing we can't make fun of him on because. Um, Is that an L or an I in the teleprompter? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't even, I don't even know. There's, I just, I, I, the, it's funny because the. People that I know, and it's always weird saying this because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, I know this person, I know that person. You don't ever want to be like, well, I know this person, he's Hispanic, or I know this person, they're gay. It just sounds weird. But I've just noticed that the gay folks I know, especially in social media, they don't even know all the letters. They don't. And they and they're and they're like, what the what is this? Someone got mad. uh, um, uh, A family member got mad over the pastel blue and the flag because they said 
no self-respecting person who has good fashion sense is going to embrace that shade. And I just I was like, so Biden doesn't even he didn't know any because it's all it's all so everybody's everybody's a victim. Everybody's oppressed. Everybody. Meanwhile, like people who are li- literally actually oppressed in other countries, they're just like rolling their eyes. <sighs> anyway. All right. So you know what it's time for, don't you? It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, this is kind of sad and also amusing all at once. So this is Broward County, Florida. Uh, A Boca Raton man, a Florida man, purposefully, he purposefully crashed into a state trooper's cruiser early yesterday morning so he could be taken to jail, according to a Florida Highway Patrol arrest report. The, re- the report states that Trooper Ber- Bernay Vincent was working on, was working off-duty detail. So he was in a construction zone. He was working an off-duty detail in a construction zone. Uh, northbound lanes, Interstate 95 uh, in Broward County. And so Vincent's cruiser had its emergency lights activated. He had it parked in a lane that was, I mean, traffic cones galore. There's photo, barricades galore. And about 1.30 in the morning, a dude driving a, a Subaru Outback went through all the cones and right for his cruiser. 25-year-old Tate Turner. <laughs> the report states that Turner did not have any obvious injuries, and he was silent for a little bit before spontaneously saying that he struck the cruiser on purpose so he could be taken to jail. And so when he was asked by you know, the, the deputies, because he's, he intentionally wanted to use his vehicle to strike the patrol vehicle in the, in the report. He told them that he wanted to go to jail because he, quote, felt like he was already in jail. And when he was asked why he felt that way, Turner goes, quote, it's just a bunch of things. Now, he had no injuries or medical conditions. He was not suicidal. He wasn't on medicine. The trooper said he had no signs of impairment. Um, but they he did get charged. Uh, aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and you also get a citation for driving around barricades, which I did not know you could get cited for. Now I do. Wow. So, man, that's sad, though. See, it's sad and kind of amusing. So let me hear. Uh, we have this one. Uh, a man decided to go into a Wendy's, and he faked being a cop because he wanted a discount on his hamburger. A 57-year-old Florida man got charged with impersonating law enforcement because he wanted a free hamburger. And when the employees were asking them uh, to prove it, uh, he flashed really quickly a fake badge, but, you know, it didn't work. I w- I've got like two others I'm going to race to get to them because this one's hysterical. A, f- I didn't, a Florida woman was caught stealing mangoes and shoving them in her bike shorts. Miami-Dade County, they have ordinances. You can't take like fruit and stuff off private or public property without consent of the property or the agent of the property and so they have this woman on video uh and they she shoved she's wearing biker shorts by the way i just want to say that and it's actually punishable offense in florida and she shoved them in her shorts they're looking for that's just you're really really gonna look for somebody to shove some mangoes in their shorts come on i mean i understand that you know you got a job to do and all that but i just feel like there's so many other things happening right now And last but not least, uh, we have a Jacksonville man who was charged with stealing, of all things, a street sweeper. 
He was entirely from head to toe covered in mud. He was uh, got minor injuries after he was apprehended or went during the apprehension. He was treated and released from the hospital. Uh, Flager County sheriffs had to deal with this. 18-year-old Sterling Davis Jones wasn't so sterling with his behavior. Three-hour pursuit ended in a mud-filled ditch. He legit was trying to carjack a street sweeper. No joke. Like, how, why? Of all, I mean, don't carjack anybody, but like, why that? Why a street sweeper? Stick with us. We have another, we have another hour on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show back after this. No, I think this. Uh, no amendment is absolute. You can't falsely scream fire in a crowded theater. We have child porn, anti-child porn, anti-pornography laws directed at children. What? First off, that was Chuck Schumer, and I wanted to play that because I have been hearing this nonstop now from the left again. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. So he was, it's funny because I've, I've heard that referenced twice in the same day. By two different people for two different things. So he's talking about the Second Amendment. And Amber Heard, which I'm going to play just to illustrate how stupid this is. This, her interview is one of the... Do I want to play it? It's so dumb. She said this too. You can't go into a crowded... Listen to this. Audio soundbite 19. Here's the thing about the First Amendment. The First Amendment protects free speech. It doesn't protect lies that amount to defamation. And that was the issue in the case. Yes, exactly. You can't go into, the free speech does not protect you if you, you know, go into a crowded theater and you scream fire. Oh my gosh. So she was talking with Samantha Guthrie. But just, I don't really think that I'm going to believe any, I'm not going to take any legal advice or analysis from a girl who doesn't know how to use a toilet. Just not. So about this real quick, because then I'm going to jump into some of the two-way stuff, because there are, the Second Amendment, that gun control package that they're doing in the Senate, we had on John Cornyn yesterday, and he, he just, he didn't, he was not going to answer a question, um, but he was on yesterday. They're, they're hitting a little bit of a, a snag because they all can't get on board, and if they want to get this done, they wanted to get this voted on before Independence Day. Well, in order for that to happen, that thing needs to be on the floor now. And they don't even have the text decided upon. So it ain't getting done this week. And I don't know if it'll get done next week. That's why you need to keep calling your lawmakers. So about that really quickly. And then I got to tell you about what some uh, doucher did to some moms at a restaurant. There's a couple of really good rundowns on this. Whether you read uh, Reason or The Atlantic or whatever. There is no... The, the whole thing... First off, this was... Uh, related to the shank v u.s case and this was a guy who was he was like a socialist and passing out stuff passing out pamphlets or usv shank and he was uh this was world war one when this was happening and he was distributing a pamphlet that was giving his reasons for opposition to the draft during world war one well in one of the rare instances of going after someone in under the espionage act it they went after this charles shank guy and they were saying that he it it, it, basically that um it went it went really really over and it was a horrible assault on free speech now i think the shank guy actually agree with him i don't agree with him his socialism 
I mean, he's dead now. He's been dead for. I don't agree with that, you know, socialist principles, but yeah, I agree on the draft. But the cases, though, it ended up getting it ended up getting uh, overturned with uh, Brandenburg v. Ohio back in 1969. It overturned Shank. And the court held that inflammatory speech, even speech that advocates advocates violence, and this was like a KKK case. They were like, yes, even though these people are gross and probably share the same mother, cousin, brother, um, that it's protected under the First Amendment unless it's directly inciting or and they gave the imminent lawless action. And that's has its own legal definition. So the whole crowded theater thing, Oliver Wendell Holmes he was the uh, uh, he was the one who was the, the justice chief justice Oliver Wendell Holmes at the time. He was saying this phrase. Uh, he was just it was like an offhand remark. They call it uh, in legalese a dictum, and it's just a, a statement that has absolutely no bearing or anything really to do with the opinion. And he had said, quote, the most stringent protection of free speech would not protect a man in falsely shouting a fire in a theater and causing a panic. That was his whole thing. The whole point with this, though, is that it was not it wasn't you know, it's a, it's not binding law and it didn't call for civil disobedience and it didn't it, it didn't do anything. like. I mean, it, it's it's the whole thing is that it is. Uh, a stupid misunderstanding by people who don't understand apparently free speech or even understand the origin of that phrase. And it's kind of ironic that you have Chuck Schumer standing there talking about like celebrating one of the biggest assaults on the second uh, on the First Amendment that was overturned 60 some odd years later while also trying to assault the Second Amendment. It's just it just I found that incredibly coincidental. Uh, but there you have it. So it is it's a garbage thing. It doesn't mean anything. It's not it's not a part of a it's not case law and yes you you it's a cheap thing that people say because they're stupid i I mean i don't know how else to put it i'm just so tired of hearing it because i see it i see it with pundits on television i i there was somebody who said it uh, i was a a lefty on fox the other day and i think i do believe they were corrected thank heavens but good it, it it's silly you can actually say stuff but it's whether or not the other uh parts of unprotected from liability speech like defamation slander you know imminent danger etc come into play that means that you can be held liable for it these people just don't understand the construct of this so to this one of the other uh, one of the other things we've been waiting for are these supreme court decisions because there's what 18 decisions that they still have to uh release before they go on break at the end of the month and they have just put and i was looking at scotus blog they just put um they have two decision days next week tuesday and thursday and nobody knows when the dobbs decision that's the abortion one is going to come out nobody really knows when the new york rifle and pistol case is going to come out uh either but you have and they usually come out around 10 eastern time so we have it's the 21st and 23rd of next week that are considered opinion issuance days so I mean, and we don't even know from those two days, because remember, there's 18 days and we have no idea. It's it's up to the Supreme Court to make the determination as what decision is released on what day. So we'll see. I want to I want to make sure that I'm not on vacation. I'm going on vacation for the first time, I think, in forever. And I want to make sure I'm not on vacation when it 
actually happens. All right. So I wanted to I mentioned this earlier in my first hour and I want to make sure I get to it today. Since we've been talking about red flags and mentioned just Chuck Schumer going after the Second Amendment, I want you to keep in mind how red flags would be administered as I tell you the story. So in Wake County, North Carolina, in Raleigh, there were a bunch of parents, and this is from Libs of TikTok, they decided that, you know, I've done this before with some mom friends, they decided we're going to celebrate the end of the school year, we're going to go out and have, you know, some some appetizers, we're going to go out and have dinner, whatever, we're going to go out and have lunch, we're going to have a, you know, have a drink or something. And they decided to visit Y Hill, W-Y-E, Y Hill Kitchen and Brewing. Now, there were 30 women in this group, a large group. So the women advanced it, right? They made sure that they, you know, made the reservation and they did it and, you know, uh, uh, it's not like they did it last minute or anything like that. They didn't just show up. They had a reservation. They even, they, they, it was all organized. So they were scheduled 30 of them to enjoy a happy hour at the Y Hill Kitchen and Brewing. And that is until Y Hill Kitchen and Brewing in North Carolina canceled a reservation for the group of moms who were very happy to enjoy happy hour at the brewery. And as it turned out, it was canceled by a woman who apparently works there and it was the mom's group that's moms for liberty is their group they said it was just a happy hour there's no real political affiliation with it but they canceled it anyway and there was a woman who actually went out and was bragging about having canceled it so I'm just like how over politics. So they said that um, all these people, they ended up, they, this, this woman online, she posted the invitation Tuesday on the group's Facebook page. Uh, she's, there's the Wake County chapter of Moms for Liberty. She didn't, uh, the Carrie Donovan is the spokesperson. She spoke with Carolina Journal and said that um, their chair made reservations. She posted the invitation Tuesday, the group's Facebook page. She didn't mention the location. And so she sent it to members of the group. And, you know, some, pe- some, some dads, too, responded, uh, and some people who weren't members. And unbeknownst to her, one of the members had an assumed name. And she was an imposter named Katherine Johnson who started a far-left group raising money through social media for, quote, summer of range, rage for the Triangle area of North Carolina. So she went on TikTok, and apparently she was able to get them canceled, their reservation canceled at Y Hill which is owned by Sarah Abernathy and Chris Borenson. And she like made these like threats, basically in this TikTok video and all this stuff. And so she uh, told the restaurant, the restaurant canceled the reservation. They said, oh, no, we can't have that. Even though it was like members of that group and then not their kids are in school together. So a whole bunch of them got together and they were going to go have happy hour. But because some of them were affiliated with Moms for Liberty... They wouldn't do it. So why Hill sent this email and said, no, we can't do it. Quote, it would negate what we stand for. We support a safe space for the alphabet people and gender nonconforming, whatever. Our our values are clearly not in alignment of those with those of moms for liberty. We don't tolerate hate. 
except you know you do when you engage in it so they had hired apparently they had to hire a public relations firm south city pr which did not respond to carolina journal or others so and by the way there are democrats and republicans in county mobs for liberty it's one of those groups of parents that speak at school boards democrats and republicans in it there were democrats in this group that were going to go to happy hour but because people are, are reflexive morons, like at Y Hill, I bet they have great turd sandwiches. Just saying. <laughs> I just, that's so lame. I, I wouldn't want to eat there. I wouldn't want to eat anywhere where someone is so sensitive that they don't even like the, oh, they have liberty in their name. We don't like them. How dare you, bigots, by the way. We don't, we don't support hate. Bigots. We don't support hate. Jeez. Hmm. <sighs> I wouldn't want to eat there, would you? I wouldn't want to eat where anybody acted like that. Cancel a reservation just because some of the people in that group? Good grief. That's like a Portland, a Portlandia episode. It's just, it's just sad. So they, I mean, didn't get, they, you know, that's, they didn't have their happy hour. Hopefully they were able to go somewhere else that probably had way better service, I would imagine. I've never had that issue, I don't think. But it's like you're, it's a restaurant. You're going there to eat food and you're serving food. It's not a political act. These people who cannot separate humanity from policy positions are the bane of, of everybody's existence. Stop it. You people politicize stuff and silo everyone off. It's awful. All right. So coming up, my friend Carol Roth is going to be joining us because she has been on a tear deservedly so she's been on a tear over the biden administration and how they said that oh well the billionaires only pay eight percent taxes she's going to break that down because you know she worked in investment banking she's an entrepreneur this is what she does so she's going to talk about this here coming up we have headlines on the way and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech Well, this isn't a surprise, but after Britain turned over administration of Hong Kong to China, now in new textbooks, it shows Hong Kong was never a British colony. It's all a part of China's effort to instill a particular historical narrative and stress, if you want to call it patriotic, and it's not patriotic, Marxist education in a city where democracy was crushed. Interestingly enough, too, uh, China says, the New York Post has this story, that they said that they may have detected aliens and then they deleted the report with like no apparently explanation. It was in the official newspaper of China's ministry, it sounds like Hogwarts, Ministry of Science and Technology. And they said that there were apparently weird alien frequencies unlike anything they encountered and then they deleted it, it's done. No, nothing to see here, folks. Just move on. They could have messed up. I mean, you know, it is, it's, you know, the communists in Beijing, they could have messed up. So there's also that. And overdose deaths skyrocket by 41% in Portland, Oregon, after the Democrat-led city legalized hard drugs. Carol Roth joins us next. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Today, absurdly and grossly unfairly, there is a cap on income subject to Social Security taxes. That cap is now about $147,000 a year. Now, what does that mean? 
It means that if you are a multi-billionaire, you pay the same amount of money into Social Security as someone who makes $147,000 a year. This, none of these people understand finance or math. Oh, golly. That was Bernie Sanders. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. Okay, so I, I read this thread yesterday and I was like, okay, we got to get Carol on today. Because Carol went ham on this whole point that the president tweeted yesterday. He tweeted, the fact is we've got about 790 or so billionaires in America. You know what their average tax rate is? About 8%. I believe that no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a teacher, firefighter, electrician, or a cop. Carol Roth disagreed, as you know. The lovely, the divine Carol Roth, author of The War on Small Business, How the Government Used the Pandemic to Crush the Backbone of America, best-selling author, a retired, or no, she, yeah, retired sometime investment banker, recovering investment banker. Is that, yeah, that's what she, and I like, she's just a business consigliere, you know. She's, uh, she's, <laughs> the, she's the smart lady that they need to have on more often because she makes sense more so than anybody else that they have uh, on the televisions. Carol, so good to see you. You really, you got, you, I don't know if I've ever seen you. I loved it. I, I felt that. I was that. Tell us about this because, I mean, it's, you know, we kind of laugh about Biden and we say that he's brain addled and all this stuff. But this talking point is actually really, really malicious. And you broke it down. Talk to us about this. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge, egregious lie that kept me up at night. So I'm glad that you got the fire through what I was trying to communicate in Twitter because I was so angry. I mean, they have been lying to us. They stretch the truth, but this is malicious. Now I'm gonna read this, I'm gonna read this so I don't get this wrong. This is from whitehouse.gov. So this is coming from the official White House site. What is the average federal individual income tax rate on the wealthiest Americans? And you know, they say it's 8%, Biden says it's 8% and I'm going, 8% like that's pretty sweet like I'm you know I'm a pretty well-to-do person my my accountants never told me how I can get an 8% tax rate so let's figure this out so I know what to do I yeah. want I want I want to get in on this 8% rate and <laughs> it's a I sweet not, deal <laughs> that's a sweet said. deal it's amazing <laughs> I want to get in on this so I go to the website to, to you know to kind of figure out the methodology here see what I could reverse engineer and just straight out front like this is not even a wolf in sheep's clothing this is a wolf in wolf's clothing they come out right up front and go oh well we looked at everybody's unsold stock holdings and we just included that as income so let me explain this to you like as this would happen in your life let's say you bought a house it's been in your family for a lot of years that went up two hundred thousand dollars uh on a capital gains rate that you would pay forty thousand dollars in capital gains that in theory, if you sold today, you would own, but you haven't sold, so you don't own anything because it's theoretical and it's not income. And let's say you make $40,000 a year. That means, according to their math, that you paid 0% in income taxes. This isn't a thing, Dana. This is completely a lie. And they're doing this because they want people to be mad and to go, yes, we need to tax the billionaires more. We need this wealth tax so they can come after you because guess what? The billionaires have made their money. They're gonna find a way to put it in a trust or take it overseas or whatever. And you know who's gonna have opened that door and whose money they're coming after next and whose 
household wealth they're coming after and generation wealth and all of that 401ks yours this is nefarious this is horrible this is a horrendous lie and the fact that nobody in mainstream media has called this out this has been up there by the way since september of 21 i only noticed it because biden uh, tweeted about it the other day but nobody's called them out and twitter uh, we had a bunch of people report it and they said nope that's not misinformation so apparently misinformation isn't a lie it's just stuff that disagrees with the narrative oh my gosh that's total misinformation that's insane. We're talking to Carol Roth, who you explain this better than anybody else. And you are so succinct and you're hysterical when you do it. And it's so <laughs> insightful. There is nobody better at explaining wow. these issues of finance. To I mean, you understand the audience. You understand how people read news and you're just so good at it. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're joining us today because I that's what when I look when I saw and I saw that tweet and I thought that doesn't. I saw the president's tweet and I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. That that doesn't make sense. But then after you explain from that's money you don't have. If you don't have it, you don't have it. They don't care, though. They're just they just they want it. Even your theoretical stuff. They, They want your stuff in theory. All of it. Well, and imagine if they did enact this wealth tax. First of all, it would be a one-time thing. So it wouldn't be on a year-to-year basis. This right. would be the rate. This would be a one-time thing, and then it would be all gone. And by the way, it wouldn't fund the government for more than a couple of months, and then there would be no more money. But imagine if you had all the people that own these big companies. I mean, this quote-unquote wealth is just, I built a company, and people find value in it. So it's your ownership. It's like if you have a small business or you have a farm is your ownership. So if they forced all the wealthiest people to liquidate the ownership of their businesses, not only would they no longer own their businesses, but the downward pressure that that would have on the stock market, 401k plans, the pension funds of those teachers and policemen and firemen, it, the whole thing, the whole house of cards that we have, that's the only thing that is holding the house of cards together and it's not doing it real well, Dana. So it's the only thing we have and they want to get their grubby paws on that too because you know collecting four plus trillion dollars from us a year isn't enough yeah record high tax revenue that the government has been collecting talking to the lovely the brilliant carol roth on this uh the president's eight percent they only paid eight percent income tax rate uh and this and i you made a really good point too it's intentional because we we've talked before about how Entities are wanting to own all the property. I had a headline last week that I think it's uh, what was it, Kane? These these like asset firms, like the uh, Bl- the Black Rocks and all that. Uh, in Tarrant County, Texas, uh, like something like 23, 24 percent of the home purchases were done by these sorts of entities just in the past year, which is that's an in, that's shocking. It's an insane number. And then with this to be able, I mean, just to to a lie based uh, uh, an absolute lie that they're using as justification to seize and this is middle class with everybody small business owners people who file as small business owners and then you made the good point also that this is after you know when he launched his build back but whatever plan uh hiring more irs agents increasing the spending um, yeah the american rescue plan uh all of this going after etsy going after venmo we had the headline last week about how now even say you sell say you you sell a tent or a trampoline on uh, on Etsy or Facebook Marketplace or you know wherever, and you take money Venmo or Facebook Mar, however, they're going to come after that too. They're coming after. Uh, this is not just middle class. It's they want to own everything you own, and you'll be happy. 
this is something that completely escaped everyone. This was part of the quote unquote American rescue plan. They're here to help you. And how are they helping you? Not only the thousand dollar whatever check you got that caused you to now have six plus thousand dollars of inflation this year, but they're going to help you because if you are you know, selling your stuff on Etsy or you're selling it on eBay or you're paying friends with Venmo or whatnot, that if you have $600 worth of transactions, now there's going to be a 1099K generated. It used to be 20,000, and that's understandable. If, if your little side business is you know, big enough, they need to know about it. But what this does, and not to say that you didn't owe the taxes before, because if you made legitimately $600, you would, but imagine it's something you don't own taxes on. I'm just paying you back because you know we went out to dinner, you paid for a party we were throwing together, whatever it is. Now this 1099K is out there and you don't report it. So there's a flag and now you get audited and you have to come up with the justification and incur the time and the expense to justify this. They don't want to hire 87,000 IRS agents to go after the 790 billionaires they told you. They don't need that many to go after the billionaires. This is all about coming after you. And it's so amazing the Democrats have gotten away with saying they are the proponent of the little guy, of the working class, of the middle class. Well, guess what? That's a big fat lie just like that 8%. Golly, Carol Roth. This is, uh, I loved I loved the thread and I loved because you did, uh, you've written some great pieces. You also were talking about the uh, poll. There was a couple of different polls. There was a survey about why Americans, nobody feels good about the economy. Everything's horrible. Everything sucks. It's the summer of suck. Gas is expensive. Eggs are 32% more expensive now than they were, you know, a year ago. There was a kind of a joke story out that, oh, soon it'll be $5 an egg. Who knows? Maybe it will. Nobody knows. But Apparently, the left and the media, particularly the media, are shocked by this. They just do not understand why people. I mean, it's the best economy ever. If you listen to Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I just have to say, usually I keep it 100, but I'm now only able to keep it 83 because of inflation. It has taken down my ability to keep it 100. (laughs) Only can keep it 83. So in in keeping it 83, the question is, this boom that they're talking about, like I'll agree it's a boom, but it's an implosion boom. It's not like a boom going to the moon. It's imploding. I mean, what is it that they think is better? They will tell you, oh, well, wages are up. Well, wages are up because of inflation, but they haven't kept pace with inflation. So on an inflation adjusted basis, they are down. We know the stock market has imploded. Again, part of that being the Fed fault, but you know, they passed a $1.9 trillion rescue plan to throw fuel onto the fire last year. That certainly didn't help the cause. Everything that they tell you that is better isn't. I mean, it's like, you know, pretty soon we're going to hear bread lines are a great way to meet your neighbors. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> oh my gosh, that's going to be a talking point. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the, the level of here, let me show you the silver lining. And they could change this. I mean, that that's the crazy part is that their energy policy could really stem the bleeding. Certainly, we can't turn on energy overnight. There's no way to put a faucet in the ground. But communicating to the market that we're going to go back to investing in fossil fuels alongside green policy, we need both. You know, we need all the energy we can get. Energy is a good thing. So they could do a 180 on this. They would signal that to the market. It would help take some heat off in the short term. And long term, it would shore up economic and national security. But 100 percent 
or 83% with inflation, they are not going to be able or willing to do that because that's not what they care about. They care about their talking points. They care about their, you know, basically kill America agenda. And they are not here for the middle class. They are not here for the working person. They are not here to create wealth opportunities and economic freedom for you. They want you dependent on the government so they own you. If you own nothing, they own you. And that is the plan. That's the key. If you own nothing, they own you. That's that's great. Well, the War on Small Business by New York Times bestselling author Carol Roth. Always so good to see you. I'm so happy that you're on with me today. And like and, and thank you so much for your insight. You're just you're the smartest and sassiest <laughs> one around. God love you. Carol Roth. Always love you back. You. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> Take care. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. What we also know from Dr. Tan and every other expert on COVID-19 is that although two doses still, still protect significantly well against severe disease and death, two doses are not enough now to protect against infection and transmission. And that is why we are transitioning now to an up-to-date vaccination definition of what it means to be adequately protected against COVID-19. Fully protected with two doses doesn't work anymore. Dr. Tam said that last Friday. It's now up-to-date vaccination that needs to be used when you talk about what Canadians should do, what we should expect of Canadians, and what this government should be expected to do in the future. Canada. Blame Canada. No. So they're now saying that the uh, fully vaccinated in Canada, it means three injections now because the two doesn't work. That's not, it's still not vaccinated. You're not vaccinated because it doesn't prevent you from getting it. You're not immune. You haven't built up an immunity to it. It is a therapeutic injection. That's all it is. I'm not going to sit here and kiss the backside of these bloated governments who think that gaslighting people is acceptable to do because they're the government. So what, what happens when three doses stops working? Four? Five, six, seven. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. No thanks. No thanks. All right, today in stupidity, Kane. Well. I hope we have time. I think we do. Uh, it would be Fauci who contracted COVID, but he was still able this morning to talk to Rand Paul. And this is what he said about the studies. Uh, and how effective boosters are for kids. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. It's unbelievable. Yet they're forcing it on and putting it on the kids' vax schedules when there's absolutely no benefit and actually, we have more data to show vaccine injury. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no there you go, folks. That does it for us today. Have a great night. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.